0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club, your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs, or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane Phil and Scott, as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club, a place where we all get together to talk about volumes, trades, and arcs that either us or you choose. And will today's one be a critical hit or a critical fail? It's up to you to decide. Uh, we are reading today Critical Role, Vox and Macken- Mackinac Origins, Volume 1, uh, written by uh, Matthew Colville and Matt Mercer, art by Olivia Sampson, and colours and letters by Chris Northrop. Good name. There we go. uh, just, uh, just to put a little side note in there, I'm so excited to talk about this today. Let's say a quick hello to everyone that's in the chat so far, and then I will tell you what the book's about. So, first up, we've got Greg1756, finally free on a Wednesday night to catch a live stream again, and it's Critical Role winning. Thank you for joining, mate. Uh, glad you're on my side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Funky Gims, Liam's here. Heidi Ho, I definitely forgot it was Wednesday. Oh no, which has resulted in me not reading the book. Lee! Oh my god. We're going to have we're going to have a chat later. Uh Martin's here. Hey everyone. Uh Captain Makasu. Hey just in time. Hope everyone's well. We're doing great, thank you. Hope you are as well. And Kev is here as well. Nice. Lovely to see you mate. Right. So, what is this book about? So, uh it's about uh, a band of adventurers uh who are later known as a team called Vox Machina. And uh, this story is pretty much their origin. So th- these are kind of would-be heroes, and they're on a. There's, they seem to be on different jobs, and they all find their paths being intertwined as they investigate some shady business uh, in the swamp town of Stillben. Uh, they'll need to put their heads and their weapons together to figure out what's going on and keep from being killed in the process. Seems to happen quite a lot in this book. Uh, Even then, whether or not they can overcome what truly lurks at the bottom of this town's uh, travails remains to be seen. Uh, A very cool book. Uh, They end up um, coming against this snaky, six-armed demon illusionist. uh, And it's all a bit of a wild ride, and I absolutely loved it. This is based off the Critical Role podcast, uh, where they... We're a bunch of guys. I play D anD D together, and uh, this has all become uh, of this from the popularity of that. So, uh, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of D anD D myself. I am a dungeon master for for a few people, and I just couldn't get. I just couldn't uh, couldn't wait to get into this with you guys. But uh, Philip's name isn't filling me with much hope, to be honest.
1: Yeah, for all our listeners out right there, my name is Critical Meh and to be honest it's not that i think this book is bad i just think initially it's not for me like this is very much a scott book like we know you're you, we know you're a D fan you love a bit of fantasy and all magic and spells and that kind of stuff and uh, i knew this was something you would obviously pick um but i'm not in the same car as you like it's it's just like i'm not D guy i've dabbled in it slightly you know yeah very minutely yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's okay story. It was a fine adventure story, but I, generally speaking, I have a hard time reading fantasy uh, adventure comics because I think they need a lot more information and background to put into it, and it's hard to do in a six-issue uh, miniseries, I think. And, um, yeah, that was my initial kind of thoughts, but I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you're excited to talk about it. <laughs> I'll try not to dampen your mood too much.
0: Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Um Shane, do you wanna anything you wanna say? I I mean positive or you know, nothing that will hurt my feelings. I'm
2: always positive, Scott. You know I'm all (laughs) I'm the positive one of the group. You lot are the negative ones. (laughs) No. I really enjoyed it. I enjoy a fantasy story. Um I enjoy magic and wizards and all that stuff. And you had a really nice mixture of characters, they all got Their personality all shone through, which is nice. Like None of them just felt like they were just there. They all got six issues. I know, like Phil said, it's hard to do world building in six issues, but they did well with the character building. You knew exactly what character traits each of them have. You've got the greedy bard, you've got the dumb um, giant guy. You know, you've got the character traits there, the dopey wood nymph, is she a wood nymph, um, Caleb? Uh, Druid a druid, you know, like she's the dopey like the one, but, but yeah it it was fun, I had fun um, I wasn't bored, and I enjoyed the art, so Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, this this is definitely a story that, um, like, either either if you're a fan of the Critical Role series yourself, or just in Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder, or any sort of those role-playing games um, then I think you will enjoy this and you'll connect to it um, for me it was just because I know the rules of Dungeons and Dragons I'm reading this as if it is a game mm. and and kind of going you know ooh, okay they've kind of followed that rule there or they've rolled bad here and that kind of thing so I'm just kind of uh, that's how I'm thinking of it while I'm reading it um, uh, just on
1: that, that, that's one of the oh. notes I have, I have down here that if you have experience of D and D, whether you're just a player or, or, or DM like yeah. yourself, I can imagine you're reading this book. Just what you've said there, like a critical hit or uh, you know you know about the kind of the, the what's it called the class types and the races and all that kind of stuff. Like you're you are you are all about the terminology of D yeah. and I think if you're a fan of D and D, you're reading that whilst kind of comparing it to your experience experiences playing the game as well. You yeah. Know? Similar, similar kind of adventures, I suppose, and and uh, the, the idea that they have like a healer, like the druid obviously heals people. Like I remember whenever we played it, obviously there was there was healing powers involved yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It was all pretty cool. So definitely like what you're saying, if you're a D D and fanatic, uh, if you're a if you're a avid fan player, experienced pro, the tabletop gaming, this is this is the book for you. I'm just the kind of blog standard one of the mill comic book fan, so I think that's why maybe I haven't connected with this as your good self.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if, if, if you aren't a comic fan, but you love D&D, and you want to give comics a go, this is a cool place to start, you know what I mean? Like, it is just the best of both worlds. Um, and then, Shane, when, when you said um, uh, the world-building wasn't wasn't there much, it was quite lacking, um, I, th- I kind of read this as more of a, a one-shot, like like a D and D one shot, like a short campaign. So there isn't really much to build on. Uh it's just you know that you're just in this place, there's a swamp, there's something going on, go ahead and, and do it. Like the, the world itself doesn't really matter. And I and, and I do think that this, yeah, like really focused on getting the team together, seeing how they get on with each other, uh and how they work together. Um yeah. So yeah, it,
2: it definitely focuses on that. Did you not find it a bit odd that they sort of told us who the team were going to be, like from the first page? Like they didn't give us any. There was no surprises because we knew they had. Sh- they had the this. These people will save the world, and then it had like um, six people, six or seven, and then it dwindled down to like two or three of them had left and been replaced, and then it would show you the two that the next few pages were going to be about. But it showed you the team that was going to save the world. So yeah. when so when the twins are like trying to get back up to stop the the demon um, woman, there was no surprise as to who was going to join them because they tell you at the start, and it was like yeah, you, you you've got could this have problem, kind of left well. that. Yeah, I, I like to be surprised. I like yeah. to have a little bit of oh, which one's going to join? You know, the the I keep want to call it a wood nymph, but she's the druid. You know, yes, yeah, she was super nice when they met her the first time, but then we see her with the band of like mercenaries. So then you think to yourself, oh, well, maybe she's sort of owned by them and she can't go and help them. But no, she just leaves straight away and goes and helps the twins. So it's like, but you knew who were going to be the hero team at the end. So I don't think they left much up to the imagination.
0: I I think... Well, you know, that's interesting because you've not seen the podcast, you've not seen the show or whatever. So, like, they just start as a team. And so you know they are going to be a team, you know what I mean? So this is just little story of how they get together um i think i don't think it's supposed to be a surprise that they're you know that they end up being a team and they end up you know saving the world and all this but um it's just a little fun thing you know this is how they'll get together because you never see that in the podcast it is just they are now together so this is like for anyone who is a fan of that then they can come to this to see how they met and how they get on
2: that's assuming people have read, the uh, listened to the podcast yeah, or watched true. the animated series. You know, yeah. you, this is the origins. So allow it to be the origin and just let the team build. We will be surprised along the way. We'll take the journey with the characters, even if you just follow the twins throughout the entire book and then have them meet them. But let mm. us experience it, because if you just tell us straight off the bat, these are that this is the team and they're going to save the world. And it's like, well, then I don't need to read the book because you've told me how it ends. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's about the journey. It's not about the
0: destination. It's about the journey. You know. And I do awesome think though happens.
2: there are just. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was it's fun. It's it's I think as a non D D like fanatic or player or podcast listener. If you pick this up as a comic book reader because you like fantasy and adventure and you think it's just going to be a fantasy adventure book, there are two pages or two panels in this book that sort of show the drawn dungeon maps. I've, I've got which them here if you want to see them. Really Out of place and kind of off-putting and it takes you out of the story because then it makes you feel like you're playing a game and it doesn't feel like you're reading a story. I don't think and they were needed should, at all. And that
1: you you should know what D and D is all about. You should know what this is, you idiot. Do you not play D D? Yeah, that that's absolutely. that's you know, it's like. Like this is very much for D D fans, not the run of the mill comic fan. And that's where my disconnect is. And I think by the sounds of what you're saying, Shane, it's similar. Um, not that the the book's bad. It's just you will take mm. so much more out of it and appreciate so many more things. Like that little nod to the the show us here this this map thing, and it's just like. If you're a fan, you would you would appreciate it a lot more.
2: Yeah. Okay. But so if you're the, not, the, it takes you out. Yeah.
1: There are two
0: instances in the book where they do show you uh, a map. So this is the first one. So uh, the reason why this was cool and why they did this, I think, was because you can see Vax and Vex, the VA and the VE. They're they're walking across, you know, the map yet, and then you see that little S in the middle uh, on on the bottom panel there. That's to show that it's a secret door. So this is they showing you that. that they're totally <laughs> bypassing the secret door that they could have found, but their perception wasn't high enough. Um uh, so yeah, I know, I know. Now that I'm saying it, I understand where you know where you guys are coming from. So then the A1, the A2, they're just like generic guards that they end up fighting. So because I didn't find the secret door, they had to go through the hard option and, and have a fight. Um and then uh you had this is the second time it came up then, so you've got uh, S C as Scanlin, the G R is Grog, and then um Vex and Vax are now behind a secret door. So it's just telling you that they are behind a secret door before they enter the room. Um
1: See, I really didn't get that at all. I didn't even know what V A P E meant, to be brutally honest. Uh, I got I that met, part. I got I that did, part, but I, I, I thought the S was up.
2: another character coming behind them. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, but that's something. If, if you're if you're a, a veteran D and D fan, or you're used to having your cause I know you, you you draw the map as you go along. Am I right in thinking, Scott?
0: Yeah, you, you can of, do that.
1: Yeah. So, like, you're used to seeing these things and the kind of trails in the maps when you're playing D and D. Where I mean, we we have played online very briefly in the past and it was very much like I didn't know what I was doing I don't, I'm not certain that she knew what he was doing entirely so these maps they don't really make sense when we see them but that's just okay. through lack of experience being a game. yeah
0: of course um so let's let's get to the comments a bit so uh, captain uh, Makuza and uh, Makuzu sorry um they haven't read it yet uh, she's uh, they are a critical role fan and they loved uh, the animated series Um, and they've just ordered the library edition as well I don't have the library edition I've just got I've got volume one and two as books and I didn't know there was uh, a library edition until I bought both books so I was a bit I was a bit mad then yes Uh, and then uh, they also say that it was very much a retelling Oh no, I think they're talking about the uh, the animated series there Um, they get that uh, this can be a bit off putting if you're not a fan uh, of the franchise of D and D and normal RPGs as well, and uh, Martin is saying now that I've explained it, it makes more sense. Um, he knew he knew that the the letters were characters, but he didn't know about the secret door. So yeah, so maybe that could have been explained a bit more. Connie's joined
2: as well. Hello, how you doing? Hey. Thank you for coming. Yeah, now that you're saying it. I think if you wanted this to be a Dungeons and Dragons book and you wanted it to be like proper d and d, then every decision that the characters make, you just see a little dice appear above their head and then you get the numbers on it, and then that would kind of explain their hit points and what the chances of them succeeding would be, like make it proper d and d you know like have all the dice and have all the the things that you have when you're actually playing it. Yeah. Don't do. Most of the book is just a standard fantasy book, and then have two pages with maps on that you didn't explain beforehand what they could mean. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: there there is one D D reference though that I picked up, and it was towards the end, and uh, with the battle with the kind of the final monster villain was, and you see Scanlan using his healing powers. Yeah, they, they, they don't talk about it. You just see him in the background with a kind of purple glow, kind of healing his pal, and like. I know that's obviously that's that's one thing in D&D so I was like yes I got something I understand this part <laughs> get that the rest on. of it not but this part's mine fair
0: enough no there was loads of little tiny nods everywhere for this um, but let's talk about some good things about the art okay were there any good things you liked about the art all of it all of it you liked the, the art was art? great yeah yeah. Um, I think for me it was like character designs I think were on point you know to to how these characters have been described and because uh, this was obviously out before the animated series, out in 2017. Um, but one thing I really enjoyed was there were a lot of really good facial expressions. Everything was really well like animated, you know what I mean? Uh, you could really tell that they were either, you know, thinking mood they were mad, they were, you know, confused. You know, uh, I thought that was, that was really on point.
1: The art kind of reminded me of uh, Seven Secrets a, a little bit. Uh, the kind of they all have kind of like long faces and quite okay. pointy chins and things yeah. like that, and, and a good way, not not a bad way, of course. But yeah, the art was the art was grand. I think the character designs like you're saying were 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 good. Um, color wise, it's all very kind of how do you put it, like solid blocky colors. Like not a bad thing. There's just there's very little shading. There's very little kind of like the background doesn't doesn't change it's all. Very bright and in your face kind of thing. But again, it's not a bad thing. It's just different from what we're were maybe would be used to with a, like a fantasy book but yeah I, I i very much appreciated the art thought it was good
2: my one love... downside for the art oh sorry scott go on it's just um it's just vax and uh, vax and vex i know they were twins but they were very indistinguishable like unless they were standing next to each other and you saw he was taller than her like because she was very very bland looking like body wise and he has the same body type so you can't really tell them apart if they're not next to each other. Cause I was having trouble. If you're just seeing the headshot, cause I know they're wearing different clothes, but if you mm. just see the head, I was like, Oh, which one's that? Which one's that? Which one's that? Right. Yeah. That, I had that it's as a well. minor nitpick. Minor I nitpick.
0: Mean, on the, yeah, I, I do agree to be honest, like on the cover, def- they definitely look different, you know? Yeah. Um, there's definitely a difference. She's say, no? much more feminine on the cover. Yeah, more feminine. So I do know what you mean. Um, there is. It is a bit difficult. And, and to be honest, I think I got mixed up uh, a few times. Um, so yeah, there is.
2: There is that issue. Yeah, uh, it's a small what, issue because once they're full body, yeah. it's fine because they're wearing completely yeah. different outfits.
0: But it's just when it's close up on the face.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: the magic. I've got to come to the magic. I. I love stuff like this. It's amazing. Um, and i thought everything was colored amazingly uh you know as uh, before we came on i was like shane what's the word for this it kind of uh and you both gave me a different word so shane you gave me like the ambigant light and phil you said the haze so like the kind of glow you get off um you know fire or lightning or whatever kind of magic they were doing and it was uh i just loved that it was just great to look at that kind of Extra bit of light coming off the magic instead of just having a solid block, uh, and then just nothing off that. So it felt, it looked, it looked natural and it looked really mm-hmm. nice. Just and natural. everything
2: had its own color, so you knew yeah. green was healing. You know, you had your lightning, and you had the yeah. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the magic parts of it, especially mm-hmm. the random magic, like when um, Scanlan just randomly pulls out the wand of day or the wand of sunlight or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where where did he get? He's <laughs> like, oh, I got it out of my MacGuffin bag because she turned the lights out, so I just happened to have it with me. Yeah, <laughs> like...
1: uh, uh... Just grab it, Yeah, be uh... fair, the, the, the colours with the magic because there was two occasions to it for me. And like, what what was the, the what was the woman the villain's name? What was her name?
2: Uh, Iselda. Yeah, Zelda.
1: Yeah. So she used some magic to at the end and obviously you seen the kind of colours changing, look like really cool but then, is it Tiberius? Yeah. He also used a bit of the magic and it was all very purple but it's almost like if you're watching some TV or that, I didn't know there was an animated series if you're watching an animated series off it, you just imagine the whole screen kind of just going black and dark with like the glow of the magic and it'd be really cool to see and that's why I was kind of imagining it, it would be like it's, just, it's hard to do it I suppose in paper form but yeah I thought it was really cool, the magic was really cool.
2: I think it showed how strong the bad guy was as well because when she had her six arms, she was using all different color magic, and everyone mm. seems to have like one color magic each. But she looks like she controls it all, and it made her more like of a threat.
1: Yeah. See, I didn't know there was different colors for different types.
0: <laughs> I think I think it was just because of the, the the classes they were. You know, I think Bard was purple, Druid is green, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, should we get onto our pages? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Phil, you've got two, have you decided?
1: Or yeah, you the, pur- show both? the the, the well, you show both if you want, but purpley ones I think is my first pick. Okay,
0: cool. All right, we'll show that first then. So let us know why
1: you've picked this. Because I've kind of just mentioned it, to be fair. This is the part <laughs> where uh, Tiberius is obviously uh, attacking um, a Zelda, uh, using a bit of magic, and he kind of, I don't know, he's saying some sort of words and getting this kind of glowy, truth lasso, <laughs> almost. <laughs> And uh, again, it's just like the page before this was very normal colours, and then all of a sudden it's just like a whole black and purple thing just overcomes everybody. And I just think it was really cool how it was done. And uh, again, it's just very pleasant to look at. And again, it's just when the magic occur, whenever someone done a spell or something, this is what the kind of change you got. And you felt the change, and it just looked really, really cool, to be honest.
0: Yeah, this definitely has that, you know, yeah, the darkening of the room that you were talking about as well. Yeah uh and i love the, the the typography that comes in the lettering yeah. with when they're saying a spell uh, well
1: i've learned from previous books that we've read that i was looking for a translation at the back of the book <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> but that didn't exist here so i have no yeah. idea what this guy was saying so i just just took it for what you know forgot yeah, what
0: was took it was for what it was
2: yeah ah <laughs> oh, but it's it's great though yeah.
1: yeah i love that
0: it
2: did take me a second though to realize what she did to him at the bottom because she just sort of she reaches out and she grabs him and then that's it. He's like done. She just touches him with the green glow. What did she do?
0: She did a spell back, I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> unclear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. She just grabs his hand, uh, grabs his yeah. wrist. Something green happens, and then and
2: I thought maybe she was poisoned to the touch. Like I thought that was going to come back later. Like someone was going to grab her and then be like, "Ah, uh, like you just yeah. physically can't touch her skin," but. Because she was drinking that poison, wasn't she? Yes. yes. Yes, she was.
0: Yeah. All right, Shane, let's go on to your page.
2: Mine's from issue one. It's yeah. when Vax and Vex get cornered in an alley and they just show how complete and out of bad they are mm. by taking them all out. And I just, I just love the fact that he's the stabby one and she's the shooty one. You know, they've each got their part to play and they watch each other's backs. But the guy's face, when the mm-hmm. arrow goes through his friend's eye, is just hilarious. He's like, nope, bye. <laughs> he's just like,
0: yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of When you said about head. facial
2: expressions, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, even so, the, the top two panels were facts as far, as, like, you know, he's in, he's in the zone, he's determined the battle of these guys, and, and even the, the last panel when the guy's running away, like, fear for his life. Because yeah. he looks at, like the middle panel. He looks like he's like he's determined. to try trying to like wait, let's get, let's get these guys. And then bang, oh arrow through the eye, and he kind of craps himself and wants to get away quickly. Yeah. And it's just really cool that you're right. The facial expressions are, are
2: you know, sound I, effects used as well when that arrow yes. goes in his eye. It's I, like clunk,
0: clunk, yeah, chomp, chomp, <laughs> crunch, chomp, chomp. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think yeah. Like there was a lot of um, other situations in the book like this where you know even though. The panel is kind of focusing on on vax um you've also got to look at vex in the background as well because you know cause the top panel she is pulling her bow and then second panel arrows on its way you know and it's just uh there was a few situations where that happened you know I think the most obvious one was where grog was off to kill the people on the boat you know um, <laughs> while, while they're all trying to make a bit of a plan together and uh he just gone oh, but there's only two of them and then off he goes and and start a fight and then everyone's like oh crap we gotta join in there um so yeah there, there was a lot of background stuff going on uh which which i thought was fantastic i mean i'm i think i'm singing the, the praises of this book um quite a lot to be honest anyway i'll get into my page here it is so uh this is when they're all having this big massive fight with all these um, assassins that just keep popping out of of this mirror and it's a really good uh, representation of every character there and the kind of um, and the things they are capable of you know you got Tiberius shooting out with his burning hands and um, uh, Grog there he's kind of in his rage Vex and Vax fighting awesomely as they do Keyleth turns into a big tiger and then you got Scanlon, then, who is singing We Will, We Will Rock You, um, uh, because he is a bard and that's what bards do. They sing songs to inspire their teammates, to make them stronger, better, smarter, whatever. And yeah, Phil, you're raising your hands there. And
1: yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff's cool to know, you you know, because I I quite like Scanlon at the start. I thought he was quite obnoxious in a good way. I quite liked it. And then it became more annoying. But things like that, like We Will, he's not saying rock, but We Will Rock You. Um, you know, like I said, if that gives them inspiration as part of the the game, I would have liked to have known that, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, they should have Freak given their character cards at the beginning
2: instead of at the Shouldn't. end, because the, they're at the back of the trade. So if you go to... Sorry. Are they not?
0: No. I, oh, uh, the bad one, guys. Isn't it? There's one character at the back of the book. Ah. It's, but it's like one of they the should bad have guys. Put
2: their characters, those pages where you get all the names and they just tell you, all they do is tell you the names if they had done character cards for each of them and given you their abilities and what they can do yeah. when he starts singing randomly in the middle of a fight you'd like okay i quite understand that
0: yeah yeah
2: but now yeah. he looks like he's just singing in the middle of a fight I know.
0: <laughs> like, but like I, I was thinking like you know i i i thought you guys might not get you know some stuff in this book, and and I was going right. I'm gonna explain the hell out of this book today, and I'm gonna make you guys put it up a score or two. But I, I'm now that I'm now that I am explaining this stuff to you guys, I feel like it's not gonna up your scores because you understand it more now. It's gonna be like it should have been put in there for me to understand in the first place, and not have someone who knows all this stuff um in the background knows the rules of the game to explain it to you for you to get the full enjoyment of the book so i've kind of um backed myself into a corner there
1: by all means whenever you explain it 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 makes sense i quite like to know it now but it's just through my experience of reading the book 100 percent, i would have appreciated it beforehand scott it's all your fault (sighs) i know
0: uh so going back um to the whole uh, vex and vaxing, Greg said, "I suppose it could be a conscious idea to mix up vex and vax, as it is a running gag from the first campaign. Um, but I can see why this it why it's off pot uh, off putting for non critical role fans reading. Um, and, and I guess they just tried to kind of they did try to play on the whole confusion where Keylith was like uh, vax, he's like no vex, and you know. And then when they when you get that cutesy picture." Of them riding a bear together, riding get together, and it's like Vox, Vox cross out, Vex, Vix, VIX, yeah, all that. Just crossing them <laughs> all out. Um and yeah, he just reiterates as well, this is very jarring for non D T players. Um but Liam has said, Sounds like this book was more for fans of the franchise rather than an entry into it. You know, to be fair, like Absolutely I, like from um a publisher, a developer perspective of the people writing this book and creating this book it's it's not uh, they don't really need to appeal to people who aren't fans of the game, of the show and all this because it has an incredibly huge fan base and they could just
2: make money that way That is that is not a I good know. way to produce a book, you do not say this is just, this is you, you. what you never do with a book is say to someone, this is not for you that is the most insulting thing you can do, is to say, I wrote this. for I didn't write this for you. I wrote this for the fans. That's not how you do it. There are that, they, you know, they did a decent enough job that I was entertained throughout, but there was far too many things in this book that just left me going. You know? Yeah. And for something that says origins on the cover, <laughs> that's not a yeah, good thing. True. Yeah.
1: And the other thing about that is, too, Like I understand if you're reading, like, a, a Batman or Captain America or whatever, like, there's so much stuff's happened before. And if you've never read that stuff, you're not going to know what they're talking about as such. But definitely for this book, it seems different. Like, it's easier to pick up things for Wonder Woman or Batman or whatever. But for this, like, it's such a unique thing that if you really don't know, then you don't know. Do you don't know what I'm to say? Like you have yeah. to really get into it to find out what this means and it's not even just what the things mean, but then you have a feel for the book. If you have a feel for D and D you have a feel for this book. Whereas like Wonder Woman or Batman of all the past history, like you could pick it up as you go along. I just find D D is a bit difficult to do that.
0: Yeah, no, totally agree. I totally get it, boys. Um story wise then. Just get onto that for a bit. Uh one thing Nah. This is the thing. Now that I'm talking about it, and now I'm going—I'm the only D D player here, and I was really hoping to like get all my fun points across. I feel like I'm just rubbing it in even more now, and just rubbing salt into the wound. The kind you have of wacky stuff, when okay. The kind of wacky and fun stuff that happened in this story, um, and the cool twists and turns, uh, and just stuff you wouldn't normally expect to see in fantasy adventures and films and TV shows is. You know, uh, I'm coming to the bit where in the story they are peeing on the poison poison stuff, right? This is something I would totally expect to happen in a game on a table with your mates and just having a laugh. So, for me, that was something that was, like, really high up there. Like, this is just fun. Um, I could totally see my players doing something silly like this to solve the problem. Um, and... Uh, Something I really enjoyed, and um, but I, I would like to know your perspective on it as well. Like, do you think that part was too silly? Do you not see a point in it? Did you thought it was like stupid, or did you like it? not explain. Well,
2: explained.
1: well the, they did say that the story. They, 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 they need some sort of acid, or some sort. Of, what was it? Some sort of like wine or fruit juice or something to kind of dilute this kind of yeah. magic thing that's going on. So obviously he just thought, one step ahead, I'm on it. And start peeing on How it. How much acid do you have in your pee? <laughs> but that's to say, Not not too much. Just just enough to kind of kill yeah. whatever it was.
2: But then it, it didn't work, I suppose. But they tried it. But I thought they would need to dilute all the water from the swamp. Because that's where the poison is. But no, they just had to dilute this little ring of magic. But my yeah. question is this. Did they yeah. win? Did they save all the people in the end? Because yes. it's unclear... Did it? Did they? Because I know they they killed the demon lady, but the water's yeah, they... still been poisoned, and everyone who drank it is dying.
0: Yeah, but they're dying no more from now on. <laughs> they... You know what I mean? So, like? Oh, so
2: you can't you can't die more than you're already dying. Okay, so that it's fine. Well, so they're more all... confused than they... ever now. <laughs> well, they stop. The they're all dying, or no? But they've already yeah. drunk the water.
1: But they they, they but did they, say anyone... that whoever's <laughs> drank <laughs> anyone... the water are they're going to die. Yeah. So what what yes. what prevented them from dying? Soon as they've already drank that water, like what's the what's the nothing, what <laughs> nothing they happened. Didn't, in they this didn't story. save
2: the town. <laughs> I don't think they did. I don't you think they stop, saved the town. Stop the
0: bad guy! Okay. Oh god. If anyone else I mean, has I re- do have read to, this and you understand, just let us know.
2: I do have to say though, this book did put me on edge at the start i would i didn't think i was going to enjoy it after the death of the baby like literally they throw this baby into a swamp and i'm like well this is not how you start a book if you want me to enjoy it like it was so over the top as well like you see the baby land in the water and you see like the baby's face as it turns to the side and sinks under like dude wrap him up don't let us see him and chuck him in the water i don't want to see his face that that was a bit much to start the book out for me
1: (laughs) yeah they even if they had threw the baby in the water and they just told you it like, but the fact that you seen the face and half the face underwater already at this point it was uh, yeah it was just a bit much um, but this is the this is the problem I have and I've written down the tone question mark because you have it starts off a very dark element you know stillborn babies sacrificed into the water, peasants die in poison and you know, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of comedy. Like for me the comedy didn't really land. I don't I don't know why. Um I mentioned Scanland was very obnoxious at the start, but then became more annoying as he went along because he just seemed all about the comedy rather than trying to do anything, you know, really, to be honest. And even the scene where um okay, so they're discussing how to go under the ship to yeah. the the defeat the bad guy, they're talking about it and is a grog just runs on Kills the guards and then starts a battle. But, like, I get that it's funny, but I just I struggle to find where this book wanted to be because there's a lot of cuss words as well. Yeah. So where was the tone? Was it a comedy? Was so it dark? Was like, it, you know.
0: All, all because this dark thing happened at the start. Like, Vex and Vax, they witnessed that. They saw that. So their tone matched that. But then Scanlon and Grog they didn't see that they you know they why should they match the tone if they aren't aware of that dark things happening they you know they're just in their own separate little bit and the same for keleth and tiberius you know they're all doing their own little bits so why should all of their personalities match the tone of something that the character has never seen or witnessed or known of that's going on no, in the story? it's
2: not just their tone it's the book the tone of the book it, yeah. I think, is uneven. It's not just the, it's, it is the characters' fault because, like you say, they haven't experienced the same things. But you do need to pick tone for your book. Whether you want it to be a serious Dungeons & Dragons story, then you kill babies at the start. If you want it to be a fun adventure, then you don't kill babies at the start. It's not a hard thing. You know, kill babies, don't kill babies. It's one or the other. It's 50-50. <laughs> just, just flip
1: a coin. It, it shouldn't be 50-50, by the way. It's 100% <laughs> don't kill babies. There's no 50-50 at all. Don't
2: <laughs> I think for me the the worst offence of trying to be funny um when it was completely out of context and d- didn't fit the situation is when they're having the big battle on the ship, and Scanlan is degrading someone for what he's wearing, and he the guy just gets completely distracted because he hurts his feelings and then gets an arrow to the head. I was like, "Would you really care if someone mocks your clothes if you're trying to kill them?" You not "Oh, I don't have the money." Is like he's rich. He, you know, she's she's higher than me, so they yeah. get to wear silk, and it just seems so out of place while this massive so, battle's going on. I think so. Gregor said something
0: good here. So he says, uh, "I think again, that's the nature of a D and D campaign. It's serious. It's funny. It's sad and it's scary. Volume One squeezes a lot in a small space. So I think they're just trying to." Uh, put the essence of one campaign like you know into a story um and yeah and then uh, lee has he said the word that i want to say tra- translating it's hard when it's translating a campaign into a book campaigns can get derailed so easily and they can like you know um you're not always having the main thing on your mind you've got all these little side things you want to do your own stuff you want to to this and
2: go on well i'm saying well then this is a problem with the writer then the writer cannot if the writer couldn't translate a campaign into a book don't write a campaign into a book write a fantasy story with your mm. characters in it you know you don't take you don't try to convert something that cannot be converted so just just create a great fantasy adventure you yeah. know like once and future is a great fantasy story oh yeah Right, but you wouldn't expect it to be that great if it was translated from a you know an eight or twelve day long game of Dungeons and Dragons. With the fo- volume one wouldn't have been so good, but it's a fantasy story and it's done so well from start to finish with yeah. all these characters. You can and do like, that with these.
1: They, they you can still have your to... nods to D and D as well. With that, you know you can still do that, and D D fans will appreciate it. Just do, do you only capture everybody non D D fans too. I think Shane's right. Do a fantasy story. And have nas the d and d and I think it will be a, a bigger hit for everybody
0: I think yeah, like, I think a story that did do this kind of thing uh maybe a bit better than critical role is uh die mm-hmm. the series die uh, I've already read volume one but uh that is very role play you know esque um but it has a story you know you don't need to play you don't need to know rules of a game you don't need to understand what's going on but it has the feel and kind of narrative of a role playing campaign but uh, now you know, now that you're talking about all this stuff i'm thinking of that book and going yeah maybe this should have taken a few notes from that um but who knows there are there is a volume 2 and there is a volume three coming out in July, so uh, maybe, maybe they they tweak it, maybe they make it, maybe they improve it for, you know, a, a, for a wider audience, maybe. But maybe. I feel like you're gonna drop off an audience by not doing volume one, as the way that you know you were hoping. Change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would get the impression if if you're not a D and D fan, but you've always kind of been intrigued by it. And this book is coming. has come, it's, been, it's in this list. It's coming out next month. Mm-hmm. You add it to your pull list. You'll check it out. I think it would just drop off because it's not. Uh, it's not. I don't want to say it's not inviting you in. It's just. It's. It's hard to kind of understand that without having played yeah. D and D. Suppose even yeah. if you're intrigued by it, unless you know these things that we're talking about, you're not gonna enjoy it enough to continue on for three volumes. So you would drop off after the first maybe in the first two or three issues let alone the first volume but you would drop off
2: yeah like the second you see that that map and that s is there and you do not know what that s is i I didn't know that was a secret door as soon as you see that you're like yeah they've shut the door for me haven't they like they've literally closed me on the other side of the door this is clearly not for me and it's sad because it's just it takes you out of it and you feel like why am i continuing to read on when you've deliberately written this book for someone other than me, you know, I'm not saying the writer said like this is not for Shane. He can't read this book. <laughs> what I mean is like <laughs> he said, if you are not someone who does D and D on a reg, you know, you're not going to get this book, and that's a shame because it's just you could, like Phil said, have the nods, but don't have so many blatant D and D references that the normal person isn't going to get.
0: It's got a I mean, the only
2: one I got. The only one I got was the diamond into the gold. (laughs) He gets handed a diamond. He's like, "How much is it worth?" He's like, "Oh, three hundred gold." And I'm like, "Oh, I remember gold from when I played Dungeons and Dragons. That (laughs) one."
1: (laughs) That's not when I did (sighs) up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Did you have a favorite character?
2: Hmm. I had a least favorite character.
0: Okay, we'll go with that then.
2: It's Calith, because. Do you know how many times that woman said wow in this book? Because I do.
0: Oh, here you go. <laughs> Stat Shane is out. Come on. What's
1: the number?
2: 11 times she said wow in this book. Wow. Wow, exactly. <laughs> Every, wow, wow, wow. But wow. they did didn't refer we...
1: to it, didn't, they? didn't Someone mentioned, like, you keep saying wow or don't say wow again.
2: But he said that, like, after her second wow, right? Mm. So it was like, okay, maybe she's, like, like, he's made fun of it now, so that's it. The joke's over, isn't it? Mm. No, she just carries on for the rest of the book. Wow, 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 I'm just like, oh, kill that one already.
1: <laughs> I've written down stuff by Keeleth I didn't like, and I don't know if it's fair, because I get that they're trying to portray her as like a kind of... Uh,
0: she's, she's a timid tra- person.
1: Yeah, she's timid, we've been all unsure of herself. But there's too much of that kind of starting to speak, then pausing, and then changing her sentence mid-sentence, and then pausing again and then finishing her sentence. At, sometimes I don't like that in a, in, a, in a book, not in a comic book. It's just like, just, just give me the word. Stop, stop, start, stop, starting. You know what I mean? Mm. I get what they're trying to do, but I don't think it adds, I, I don't think that quirk adds anything to her character. I didn't. I certainly didn't uh, uh, take to her too well. She was probably probably my, my least favorite as well. Yeah. But I, I mentioned Scanlon. I liked him at the start, but then he became really annoying. I didn't like facts and facts at the start, but then they they grew on me. But it's hard to know. I don't think I connected with any character enough to say they were so cool. I'm going to read on because they're cool. I'm sure it happens to them. I didn't really feel anything to any of them, to be honest. For me... For it's... Grog is just Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, isn't he, really? Yeah.
0: But for, yeah, for me, it's always been Grog. It's just... Yeah, all the way through. I lo- absolutely love Grog. Just how like silly he is, how like um, influential like, uh, how. how influence he can be um but then just i just like his his fighting style the way he reacts to everything and it's just um i think he's just an absolute massive like lovable character um yeah and i just i'm i i'm all for grog all the time uh he can do no wrong in my eyes um lee is saying uh, it's a shame. Um, Because with their platform, this would have been a great way to get more people into D and D or Critical Role, but they've just decided to cater to the people who are already there. And yeah, um, you know, like this is something I didn't think of when I was reading it. While I was reading it, I was like, "I'm having a great time," because you know. And then you know, but I'm just reading along, going, "I know everything that's going on," and I can, you know, I'm reading into stuff and going, you know, and I'm thinking of my own games with 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 the guys i played with before and uh so yeah that's that's why i was just having such a good time with it but and then but i didn't even you know selfishly i didn't even think of you guys um and how how you would struggle uh to, to understand or you know you wouldn't maybe get the full impact that i had reading this um so yeah i'm a bit gutted all right. Yeah. No, honestly it's 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 not like I'm not gutted because you've said you didn't get on with it. I'm gutted because the book hasn't, like Liam has said, hasn't catered to you know to that to that sort of to, to the people who haven't played or or do play or want to play. Um you know, this was the kind of thing where I was reading it and it was going I really want to play D and D now. Uh and I'm really excited to play next time and stuff like that. So but how did it make you guys go I would like to get into this, or is it pushed you even further away from it, or are you just in a kind of neutral, neutral ground?
1: Uh, well, I didn't get a lot of the D and D references, so um, <laughs> I know it's about D and D, but I didn't get all the subtle <laughs> nods. Obviously, it hasn't pushed me away, but hasn't made me want to play it either. Yeah, I'm so not, I'm not any more in. intrigued. I'm just stuck in the middle. Like I'll play it if it's if it's you know for all together we're playing it on the table. Yeah all means. I, mean, I, I, I something I've always wanted to, to to learn, but this book hasn't made me want to play it. Right. Shane?
2: Yeah, same. I mean this is uh this book is it's not for comic fans this book. This is for D and D fans. Like so I'm able to keep it separate. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna begrudge D and D for a comic book that wasn't intended for comic book fans. This yeah. was intended for D and D fans, so it's fine. I still wanna play Dungeons and Dragons because Quite liked it when we played, and I think my character yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, bit argumentative
0: with the DM, but that's fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Martin said, going back to the favourite characters, he he liked the twins. He's a fan of the whole rogue type character. Nice, thank you very much. Um, and Greg is bringing up um, the Mighty Nine books. It's another series that, um, that Critical Role have done in in comics. They're doing like Origins on. Single characters, I think. I haven't quite read them, correct me if I'm wrong, Um, but he's saying that they're much better than the Vox Machina series. So maybe if you were ever going to go, you know what, yeah, I'll try this critical role stuff again, forget about the Vox Machina because that's already already a very established thing, Um, and maybe give the Mighty Nine a go. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Just read Die. Oh,
0: just wait. Yeah, I mean the 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 big deluxe is coming out at the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Um, I had, you know, when I, we read the trade, I read the trade. Philly read the single issues again. Like we we haven't come across many books like this, but there were no breaks. I was like, where the hell do I stop? Because I thought originally at the start, because it's shown you, you know, the characters. Um, you know, the, the end, you know, the end goal of all the characters and where they, where will they be, where they will be soon. And then, you know, who we're going to be focusing on for the next, you know, however many pages. So first you had Vex and Vax, then you had Grog and Scanlan, then you had, uh, Keyleth and Tiberius, but that only happened three times. But I was like, so where are these issues ending? And I was like, you know, I'd like to go, right, end of issue, have a break, come back to it, you know? Uh, but this this couldn't happen, so I just had to put my bookmark in a random place and just carry on from that point on. So I find that a bit jarring when, when books do that. Like I can't really say anything against the story, but it's just the way they've published the trade and the way they've um, arranged that. Just a bit, just a bit weird.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I I I tend not to like that myself because you know even if you have to like leave your home for something, you want to get to the end of that chapter you're on or whatever, so you put the bookmark yeah. and close it. Whereas uh, if there's no natural stop, I suppose it is a bit weird. Like, I say we're the single issue, so I didn't have that. Um, but yeah, I tend not to like trade to do that. Yeah, yeah. Shame. But yeah, I thought the same as
2: you, Scott. I thought the exact same. I thought we were going to get that page. That I thought that was the first page of every issue because that made perfect mm-hmm. sense. It happened three times, and then it just stopped. Yeah.
1: Stopped. Well, see, I've actually written down here issue four changed the format to be fair, for obviously from having those the, the first page of the characters and so on. And I thought issue four is like the best issue in a way because it's it actually that? it's the one where just sat and explained everything. You know, what right. like the story so far. I just found it a better issue for me to read because it's not that it was lost. I just I liked it. I liked having this kind of like a refresher of everything that's gone on, who the people are, what's happened in the town of it's still been or still been. Yeah. And uh it's kicked on to more of a right, let's go defeat this, this evil queen or whatever she is
0: yeah because it definitely and, felt like the first half was right here are all the characters here are them just bumping into each other and all this and then the second half was like right let's go like we've established a bit of a team dynamic let's go and uh find what is going on with this poisonous swamp that even though they defeated it and solved it, it was still going
2: to kill people. <laughs> but they could have kept that page going for the last three issues as well, because it could have had different, because you had um, Calith yeah. and um, Vex went off on their own to go get the bear. So you could have had them on that cover, on that one. And then you could have had Scanlin and Tobias and, you know, like you could have changed up and it could have got longer and longer. Yeah. Until the final issue is all, all of them going to fight the bad guy yeah because it um you know if you're going to do something be consistent you consistency 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 you can't change something halfway through a book even in single issues i would have got annoyed if that was the first first page on the first three and i picked up issue four and it weren't there i'd have been like what what are you doing why did you do it three times and then stop yeah
0: yeah Mm. Yeah. i can understand. so weird uh Martin also agrees that issue four was a turning point for him, and he enjoyed it more on that point. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you, Martin. The,
1: the other thing I got written down here is, is I feel like I wanted more of... Was it The Clasp? Is that the group that... Yeah,
0: that was the group called? that was doing all of this, yeah.
1: Who kind of instigated everything and hired mm-hmm. the people whatever, but you didn't really see a lot of that, or what, you know, they were obviously in the book, but they didn't really have a big part to play, other than obviously getting everyone together, but i feel like i want to see more of them I, I assume we will do in volume two and three they'll play a bigger part but i just felt like that's a, maybe a group or a, a story that could have been fleshed out because there was no real there was no real subplots really in this book that like you talk about side quests there was no real side quests everyone had their quest yes it's all one big thing but there's no real side kind of like other things going on that could yeah, all come the, together and stuff the,
0: the only side thing i can really think of is when uh, Vax was taken into prison, and and Vex was trying to save him. And, and that didn't really, didn't really last long, and it was that was just uh, he got out himself. <laughs> and... and it wasn't
2: even a side mission because it was part of the main mission, or the part of yeah, the main story. Because he it. was taken yeah. by the same yeah. If he had been taken by someone maybe from their school. You know, they keep they kept mentioning the school they went to and how they were yeah, both hated because exactly. they're half elf. Maybe if he was kidnapped by someone from that, she could have gone off on a side mission. It was just, yeah, I see what you mean. I didn't really think about it as it was going, but yeah, it was weird. Everything just conveniently led down one path. It was like the yellow brick road; they only had one way to yeah. go.
0: And I think you know, and I think this is coming back to to the whole Dungeons and Dragons game because um as as a dm you do kind of want to lead uh your players down to where they're supposed to go yes you can let them kind of branch off the path but then you've got to kind of lead them back on because otherwise as a, as a dm you're not gonna be able to give them the kind of story or, or the experience that that you were prepared for because it all goes a bit gung-ho
1: the example being whenever we played scott and you were a dm you were quite strict in that because we were quite often going on tangents and doing things and and taking three days to kill a mouse or whatever it was <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah takes a yeah. long time um
0: i've definitely got a bit more experience <laughs> in it now so uh i think i could handle it a bit better um but yeah i think um i think i think we can go into our thoughts and scores yeah i think it's nice time Yeah, okay. Uh, For everyone who's read this book in the past, uh, please do and give your score out of 10. You can give a 0.5 score if you want, um, and it will be added uh, to the whole audience score as an average, and then added to our scores to create the big overall score to go on the top 10. So there we go. So do give us your score out of 10. Uh, Phil, do you want to kick us off, mate?
1: oh dear um i was hoping not to go first because if i'm being honest i don't know where i am with it i i did enjoy the story uh really to be fair like just starting to finish here's the plot this this town's being you know tortured with poison or a curse in, in the in the water and they're all drinking it and tensely dying. but as we mentioned before it didn't really have an ending we don't know what happened to the people of the time it's disappointing uh, so that's a mark off for me. Art was fine again, not the best art I've seen, but certainly very pleasant to look at. And, and there's nothing negative to really say about the art, to be honest. I enjoyed the stuff of the magic. The tone of the book I have a problem with. It's just again, is comedy? Is it sad? Is it serious? Is it dark? It's really hard to know where you should be in your own mind when reading this book. But we can't get away from all the D and D stuff. There's, there's no question. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to have. To read a book that i feel like needs someone to hold my hand through it and explain everything as we're going along now it's cool when we're talking about it now and having all this stuff but it's just a struggle at the time obviously and now i am more annoyed that they should have explained this at the start and gave me a better platform to read the book so and as we said before they're definitely catering but for people who you're already d fans and, and not people like myself who have a, just a, an interest in getting involved in it because they could have written a far better story, included a lot more stuff and got me hooked and I'm going tomorrow and buy my first d box or whatever kits, whatever they're called. I, I, I don't even know the terminology. So uh, I'm struggling with it. Uh, it's not a five because I, I think it's unfair because I still enjoy the story. I'm going to give it a six. Six out of ten. for me. All right, nice one. A generous six out of ten. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, I just want to clear this up before we get on to Shane. So, Greg, you're saying a personal score, you're giving it an 8 out of 10, but now that you've had the difficulties, 5 out of 10. Are you sticking with 5 or are going with 8? Let us know. Here we go, Shane.
2: Um, Phil brought up really good points. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. so knowing now what I didn't know reading the book, it has obviously changed the book as an overall but I didn't have this when I wrote my score down so
0: Hmm.
2: I mean I can I'll go up a little bit to be generous but I shouldn't have to be like Phil said like you shouldn't have to explain it's like watching it's like imagine if you watched a film but you had to have the director's commentary on to watch the film because otherwise you just will not understand the film at all you know so you can't have that like this is this is a book for D&D players this is not a comic book comic book fans they have assumed that all DD players read comic books as well and they've assumed all comic readers play DD. and that's not the case unfortunately it's it's fun i still had fun i still enjoyed most of it um random parts that were clearly meant for D people just whoosh straight over my head the maps and stuff made no sense um, i vaguely understood what they were doing with the round one because i know what scott you said about distance between people for attacks and stuff. So I, I vaguely got that, but it made no sense in this context because the next page, they're just all at each other's throats. So I don't know what what the relevance of that was because we didn't see any dice rolls or anything like that. I feel yeah. like this just needed to be a fantasy book with these characters doing this story. You can do it, it's a, it's a good story. Someone's poisoning the water, this whole town's being poisoned. Is it mm-hmm. a curse? Is it poison? Turns out it's both. You need two groups of people to come together and figure it out, fight the bad guy, and win. It's a great idea. It's just really poorly executed for a comic book fan. Like you've said, for you, this is great because you're a Dungeons and Dragons master. You know, you're. I am unfortunately am a comic book fan, um, so for me, it's really harsh. But I am going to give it a little bit more because now you've explained so much. I'm going to go a six point five.
0: Jeez, you said harsh. I thought we were going to end up being like a three or something.
1: No that's just
0: me. <laughs> it's like gonna it be hard. I was like, oh god, you we go bracing myself. But nice uh, nice one, thank you very much. Okay, so uh Greg has decided to go down the middle and put it as a six point five. Thank you very much. Uh and Martin he said, I haven't had the pleasure of playing D D so I felt that disconnection. I enjoyed the story and art, uh but I would have got more out of it being a D player. It's a six point five for me. There we go, thank you very much. So I got those scores down. Um Personally, like I've said throughout this, um, I was able to really engage and connect uh, with the story, with the characters, being that I have that foundation with playing D&D and listening to the Critical Role uh, podcast and watching the TV show and all this. So I already have that foundation of the game and the characters, so I'm already off on a better footing than you guys. Um I loved the art, uh, the magic in there for me was was brilliant. I'm a big fan of like lightning magic in any sort of games or books or whatever I watch, so seeing that in you was amazing, and just, uh, yeah, the, the ambiance and, and the and the haze of all this, all the colours as well, was stunning. Um, really loved the story, it was a really simple story, uh, you know, like Shane said, places poisoned, go and sort it out, uh, and that was that was the gist, but it was in my opinion, just about the characters getting together and then them establishing that relationship as a team. Uh, and personally, uh, I, think, I think it went pretty well. Um, I am going to be biased in my score. Um, this is my score. I'm not thinking of it as uh, as a whole. Like, you know, all readers or whatever, um, I immensely enjoyed this um, for the reasons I've just said, and I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. okay so we have got uh just two scores today that's okay it's not a very popular book uh so um we had 6.5 from martin and from greg uh so which gives you an average of obviously 6.5 uh, and then if you add that to phillips 6 shane 6.5 and my 8 uh we uh we get uh, an average score of 6.8 there we go, it's not too bad not too bad, Uh, it's definitely not made the top 10 but we will show you the top 10 anyway just so you can have a look and here is where it will sit so uh, 6.8 matches uh, yeah, matches Black Widow Shields Most Wanted uh, in 15th place Mm. Mm. (laughs) there we Mm. go I look, look, I'm, I'm happy. My pick, my pick, I'm happy.
1: You're just tapping because you don't need to edit the top ten again this week.
0: Uh no,
1: it's okay, it's fine. Uh,
0: but yes, there we go. So we have spoken today about Critical Role Vox Machina Origins Volume One. Thank you very much to everyone who has joined, and we shall tell you now what we've got coming up next week. Here we go. There we go. Philip, would you mind doing us the honours and telling everyone what we've got coming up?
1: So next week, we are reading Superman Up in the Sky from 2018, written by Tom King.
0: Ooh. Mm. It's going to be great. I think... Is this our
1: first Superman book? In... No, we had Superman Sacrifice.
0: Yes, we have. We did. Forgot about that. This, this year? Is better, though. <laughs> awesome. Well, there we go. Looking forward to reading that. So, uh, everyone... Join us same time next week for that and we will be reading Superman Up in the Sky. But now there's only one more thing to do and that is to get your waves out and say bye. 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 See you everyone. Bye. Bye everyone. (laughs) Love you. (laughs)